Hey devs, you're tuning into the debug log number 86. So today's episode's another edition of the Rapid Fire Roundup. Uh, that means just some of the guys uh, here, namely Andrew and Ryan, uh, scoured the internet and found a couple of great articles relating to games, the game industry, uh, game development. So we talk about a little bit of everything in these episodes, and this episode's we have a great set of things and great set of topics. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. It's a really good episode, really good discussion. Uh, Ryan gets a little heated, uh, as he's meant to do and, and is privy to do. So anyway, I'm sure you guys will enjoy this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Without further ado, this is the Debug Log, episode 86. Andrew, Andrew does do, do a lot of racism and sexism. Hey, what I remember, the hell? I remember like our, sexism. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you're not is. a white <laughs> male, Andrew does not like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start recording. Exactly. <laughs> I love how we turn the thing on it. You guys turn on me. Yeah, the, like, yeah. the minute you said turn Quick, on me, I'm like, let's throw it. <laughs> exactly, throw him under the bus. You're listening to the Debug Log, a podcast about game development. My name's Andrew Curry. I'm Obino Aparo. I'm Zach Schneider. And I'm Ryan Kilgore. And tonight, backed by popular demand, after <laughs> <during> another <laughs> little bit. Oh, Zach got married. I'm going to use that as an excuse this time. First, it was his bachelor party. Now, he got married. And we wanted to wait till he got back into the continental United States. You mean like, wait, moment. two weeks after he got back? <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I've been back, back for a week. Monday. This is the first week I've been back. Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Sorry. We sobered up and we decided to do an episode. <laughs> so tonight, to ease back into this, uh, we had some other topics in mind, but there's been a lot of news over the past. I mean, since we recorded, we put our last episode about a month ago, but it, we recorded almost two months ago, and so there's just been a lot of news, and so we thought we'd do a traditional old rapid-fire roundup to talk about some of those things that are interesting. We also got a few ideas for an upcoming episode, so look forward to that. Um, but tonight we're going to do that first before we go, Obina. It's been a while. Do we have any iTunes reviews? Yeah, it's been a while. So we have a couple of iTunes reviews. I'm actually going to read two this time uh, to get, I guess, a few out of a backlog before they get all stale. Uh, so the first one is from Hentai97. I'm not sure if that's a hentai joke, but interesting personalities and useful topic points. It's always a joy to listen to the debug log in the car. They provide some great insights into the game development world and help create motivation to work on my side projects. So that was from Hentai97. Nice. Next one is... We work best in the car, by the way. Don't, you know, don't ruin it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> The next one is TBD1394, who says, awesome pod. Love listening to the debug log during my commute. It is interest- It is encouraging to hear the guys talk about their work experience and game design concepts. Looking forward to many more episodes. Keep up the good work. So, woot, woot. appreciate that, uh, TBD1397. Thank you, guys. Or 94, yeah. Yeah. and Hentai97. Or gals. Yeah, gals. So, yeah, just keep writing those reviews. They definitely help. It's nice to read them every once... 
or every three months, I guess now is our schedule, but it's really it's nice. Not every three months. It's just been every month. Okay. Once a month. <laughs> it's not that bad. All right. Yeah. Uh, it, so yeah, it's really good to, to these, read these reviews. They're really helpful. We haven't dropped into quarterly yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, debug log quarterly. Someone actually yeah. made a comment about that in our debug lounge Facebook Ooh, group. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, well, yeah. keep writing reviews. Sorry. They definitely help. Uh, and they help get us exposure. We like reading them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you get to, we get to talk about you for half a second in our podcast, essentially. Yeah, we appreciate them. Yeah. All right. Here we go. On to tonight's stories. The first one is one of those heartbreaking ones for me. Because we already had, a, there's already a weird checkered history with Star Wars games. Notably, I mentioned it because, again, I'll plug that Blood, Sweat, Pixel book um, that I read. They, they document the the uh, life and death of a game called Star Wars 1313, which is an amazing concept that he was making at the time. I guess it was, it was Lucas. Was it LucasArts? LucasArts, yeah. yeah. And it was going to be like the coolest concept. It was like about, that's the 1313 level on the um, Coruscant. And it's yeah. like, it's a film noir Blade Runner story. And it's like, oh, this is amazing. And they showed footage and it looked at that time. <laughs> it was technically brilliant. It was awesome looking. You're like, this is cool. Disney bought them. They reorganized stuff. EA was going to take over, right? Get exclusive rights. They canceled that project. Man, Heart the broke. first time I heard about that, I, I think you showed it to me and you showed me the trailer. And I was like, oh, this looks great. And you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's canceled. Yeah. That's what yeah, I mean. that, that was really sweet of you. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> what could have been? Basically, I'm just going to like blame EA because I don't know. We can blame Disney too, but whatever. They just gave us Thor, so I'm not going to give them too much time. But, yeah, I mean. <laughs> um, so now, you know, the EA took over. They're making new battlefronts. They're making, it looks like they're making a bunch of money on mobile, Star Wars Galaxy, and all these other things. But the cool shining star in that, the promise was that Visceral Games, famous for Dead Space, all three Dead Space games, it used to be EA Redwood Shores, and they got famous for Dead Space, so they kind of renamed. Mm-hmm. They were never their own independent company. They just looked like that. Um, owned by EA, Amy Hennig, who left Naughty Dog in the middle of Uncharted 4, right? Famous for making all those games, making like writing all those games, making the, the story and gracing and all those things. Very cool. She left to go to Visceral to start a Star Wars game, which is basically the pitch was it's like Star Wars Uncharted. It's this very linear, awesome, engrossing story that's going to be, you know, take place, you know, 40 hour adventure, whatever it was. We didn't know. Um, that sounds amazing. You know, it's not just an action game. It's some kind of cool bits of story. You know, you want to get back to the Knights of the Republic days. It, what didn't take place in those times, but we don't just, you want to have a cool story. And it's not just battlefront multiplayer. Um, unfortunately, after about two or three years, we got a little few teases of that last year. EA decided to shut down, not just cancel that game. They actually didn't cancel the game. They shut down the entire studio. <laughs> yeah and and not only that they said they did this whole the whole basically i'm not going to read what they said but i mean this is all pr stuff but they basically said that and this is right after destiny so it's a little weird um but they said that yeah linear story games that are single player we don't see a future in that at all nobody's gonna buy those 
Um, we don't want to do that. We want to have games that engage people and get people coming back, a la loot boxes, which we'll talk in a right. second. Right. Well, yeah, it's like it's one of those things where you're right. They, they kind of said that in so many words where it's like, oh, they were kind of pitching it as more of a games of a service with a longer lifespan. And like when you kind of read between the lines, you're right. It's like, hey, we don't we're not sure if we can actually sustain a single player or make enough money off a single player story and like a concise experience. We need something kind of pays off over time. Well, and, and it's weird when that story came out that week, you're like, and this is like while we were heading hot and heavy into Destiny, you're like, yeah, I get it. I know. I'm into these Ingrams and stuff. I'm getting them. I like this. This is pretty cool. But then we just had two weeks ago what happened. It's like Wolfenstein, Assassin's Creed, and Mario Odyssey, all single player story games came out, did gangbusters. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think, I think usually when companies are shifting gears, they're like, Maybe the industry is not shifting gears. You just want to shift gears. Like, you know, single players are dead. We're not going to do that anymore. Whole industry's gone. It's like, yeah, maybe you decide not to do that. But I guess they, but they, what they said is they're going to just take all those assets and put it into some good lord. I don't know what it's going to be. Some MMO. Yeah. It, you're like, it sounds like something, some sort of soulless thing. They may just be trying to, like, to a third you know, party developer. Like, to just finish. Yeah, and just like try to get like more money out of over time, like you know, try to mimic a destiny or something where it's like, you know, you had a great writer, a great idea, you know, it's like, why didn't you just try to do that? Because Wolf, you know, Wolfenstein has gotten a lot of praise from people, and I've played through it, and it's a great game, and it's been selling really well. It's like, why not just try that? Why not just not be a me too and you know, kind of go with something like that? Yeah, so. Sadly, we don't have another Star Wars game. And, and it, this is interesting just because it comments. And when it came out, it was a real commentary on the state of the industry. And I, while I do think that stuff's popular and th- that's a big common thing, again, I think those other games coming out kind of made that a moot point, though, because like you can still do it. And I think maybe this budget, was get, it's been three years and the game's still not out. So maybe, you know, they can't, they don't have the money maybe that Naughty Dog has or aren't willing to give it because Naughty Dog's owned by Sony. So they're like a first party developer. So they have a little, maybe a little more faith than stuff. And so it's like, it's just an interest. We don't like, really know what's going to happen. EA doesn't have the money for that, but then they buy it. They're, well, they're not they willing to give them that money. Right. Well, the, yeah, they're not willing to give them that money is the thing. Cause they just bought respawn. Yeah. So, let's go. That's the next, the next story. Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah. We don't have the money for that bullshit. You know, well, which really wasn't their argument, but yeah, EA just bought respawn, which also has a star Wars game. Funny enough. So, Respawn is the maker. Those are Vince Sampanella, the guy from Infinity War that left there. The Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, like, changed the FPS, you know, after, you know, that was a big deal. They left that after, I guess, the second one. They got, like, kicked out of the office and all these other things. And they went and started Yeah, there was a big controversy on that. Yeah. And then Titanfall was what they made. We like Titanfall. Titanfall 2 is even better, I think. Although I never really played oh, yeah. multiplayer in that, but the campaign's amazing. Um, oh, both were really good, yeah. But they were partners with EA, which is really weird. It's like they were just like in bed with EA, so it's like, why would they spend four hundred million dollars just to buy them at that point? I, I don't know. It is weird. I guess they're the whole point, and maybe they're the ones just making this new game, you know, or maybe they're like reorganizing those assets into this whatever they're making. I mean, I, I feel like everybody's going to be chasing like Destiny or something, unless right. that Anthem <laughs> games coming out it looks like it's going to be too that yeah. type of model where it's multiplayer MMO. Yeah. Well, also, respawn. Okay, it may not be that surprising that EA bought them because 
I mean, honestly, just looking at their Wikipedia, they, you know, they sought funding through EA's um, partners program. So it's like they were already sort of like had a relationship with EA at a certain degree. I mean, I don't exactly know what that was, but I mean, you know, them buying them is, I guess, not that surprising after that. But so, yeah. So that's interesting. There you go. <laughs> that's EA. Um, um, and also, it's it's interesting if you ever wonder the details of these plans. Like they put all the details of that deal out on the in the story, and it's like they only paid 151 up front, and like the other 164 is actually an equity that's vested for four years for a lot of those employees. So a lot of people wonder, like, I don't know if you don't generally know about this or Silicon Valley stuff. It's like, oh, they bought my company, I can just leave. But usually, they vest those shares. And usually, I guess with startups, it's like a year, but this is that's a long time, four years, which I guess that guarantees a game, right? That all those, that team will stay there for the development of the next game. Um, and then when, if they stay for four years, then they get another $164 million, which is pretty good motivation, <laughs> I think, to stay. Um, anyways, so that's related to this new story. We don't have a particular article about this, but the, what's happened over the past few months is all these new, and you know, we're in the big holiday season and all these games are coming out the fall season and the thing that games do now and it, they've been doing it forever but it just seems like they've now they've concentrated and a couple of them pissed people off enough um is loot boxes and the first times i started hearing about this was the shadows of war and you know shadows of mordor is the sequel to shadows of mordor it's the lord of the rings but it's like a assassin's creed slash arkham game i love shadows of mordor it's a great game and i was really excited about this one but basically, the what I haven't played this new one, but what it seems like is that they filled this thing with loot and you know numbered gear and legendary gear, and it has loot boxes. And there's like an end game in there where it's like, yeah, you can play some of these things, but unless you really, they really put aggressive stance on you buying loot boxes, in it, which that's going to piss people off instantly. And then that started this whole backlash because they're like loot boxes, but every game has loot boxes now. <laughs> so then it became a problem for everybody. Yeah, and I mean, that's, I, I mean, loot boxes are kind of a sticky thing, right? It's like, you know, I don't know exactly how Shadow of War was implementing them. Supposedly, you know, it's like you could, I think, get loot boxes to sort of help, you know, upgrade your bases that your orcs would defend or whatever. Um, but I mean, there's just a lot of games, even from like Gears of War 4 would use loot boxes to get like better cards in the multiplayer. And that's actually something we can get into later for like, you know, from Battlefront, the new Battlefront game. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of these things where it's like loot boxes have started to pick up in these AAA titles that, that has been something that has been evolved in mobile for some, quite some time. And it's this, it's really coming to a head right now. I feel like it's like, there's a lot of these games getting into it and they're like, you know, so, you know, it's starting to affect their gameplay, starting to affect, you know, Hey, we're already paying $60 for these games. And then you're also adding on this loot box component which is like yeah you can earn them but you can also pay a little more for extra loot boxes and it's like you know at what point is this affecting gameplay and making me pay more to actually enjoy the game right do you know what the what like the price point has been on those loot boxes for like shadow of war and other games i guess no i don't but like i mean usually they're always the standard price i mean what is the one there's the one in destiny those silver packages that are like Five bucks, ten bucks. I mean, they usually fall at that same rate. Like ten bucks for like, uh, what is it? Like two thousand silver or whatever it is. Gotcha. 
I can't right. I, and, I have to go. Look. Well, here's the thing: is like there's also a variety of effects to gameplay, right? So like Destiny, like those those silver boxes, or like you know buying uh, silver to get those uh, engrams, it doesn't really affect gameplay at all. It's just more like you know um, you know aesthetics, sort of like Overwatch. It's like you get those loot boxes, you know they're all aesthetics. They really don't affect gameplay at all. But you start getting into Shadow of War, and it's like. No, you're actually getting things that affect gameplay, and you're getting into Battlefront 2, where it's actually affecting like multiplayer gameplay attributes. And so it's like this weird slippery slope where you can do loot boxes in such a way that it's like, hey, it's fine, it seems cool. Yeah, I'll drop money on Overwatch and say get this really cool, like, you know, Junkrat skin. Or you can sort of go in this direction where it's like, oh, now I feel like it's gambling and I'm trying to pay to win or at least accelerate leveling in something like maybe Battlefront 2 where, you know, my star cards and things like that are actually improving the attributes of my weapons and ships and things like that. So it's 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 such a wide variety of crap right now. Oh, yeah, and it's a weird thing because I think everybody can agree that that type of mechanic is fun in games. Right. And some, and you can use it in certain ways. Yeah, it's gambling. You know, gotcha <laughs> well, system. but that's what I'm saying. It is engaging because, like Destiny, for instance, use it in two different places. They use it for those silver things, but all the ingrams and all the stuff you get at random drops are basically the same thing. You just can't pay for them, right? So right. they they employ the same mechanic to keep you engaged because it's more like fun. Like, ooh, goody goody, what do I get? Slot machine? No. Oh, cool. And every now and then, if it's like the one out of ten time you get something amazing, it keeps you coming back, and that's <clears> great. <throat> Right, but it's more the problem. Like, is like when you start pay gating those things. It's like that's really the evilness of it. Because I mean, you could judge the ethics of this in different ways because our brains are kind of just sus- like susceptible to like falling for these tricks. You know, randomized rewards. We talked about that in that episode, and we might have that guy in the show. Right, right. Assume, I need it. We talked. <laughs> yeah, but soon at some point. That's a tease. We won't spoil it yet. Right, but. We've talked about this issue before, and randomized rewards are very powerful. And they can be fun and engaging. I understand what those games are doing, and it's fun to engage in it. But if you get to, especially a single player, I mean, I don't know. Also, I guess especially a multiplayer, too. But if it's right. like it does affect your performance and it's not just aesthetic, <clears throat> then it's an issue. Exactly. Yeah. Well, don't you think, uh, well, I'm not saying a lot of games, but some of the games that I've played on mobile, even since we were talking about mobile and how they were kind of, I would say, the pioneers of this whole gotcha system. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why do you think it's... I feel like they can get away with that. Like, even modifying gameplay, like uh, games like Clash Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, that, you know, when you're getting those cards that you're paying for, you're you're basically modifying the whole gameplay. You're giving yourself... Well, I a, think it's just a different well, audience, though, too. They don't have... Like, well, no, it's not just a different audience, too. It's like Clash Royale is free. You're not paying $60 right. up front like you are for Battlefront or that's something true. like that. That is right, too. So I think that that's where you're getting into, like... The, you know sort of like the differentiation there's like their, their their model is like hey download it for free play um you're gonna have to upgrade you're gonna have to pay at some point to do better but that's a little easier pill to swallow at least for me psychologically because hey i didn't pay anything for this and if i want to get maybe some more cards some more things to do better i have to pay a little money fine i get that but if I paid sixty dollars for a game like Battlefront, and then I'm like, oh, hey, like you know, double down with another sixty loot boxes to try to accelerate, you know, your leveling up of your guns, your classes, your ships. That's a little harder to swallow after paying a premium for that game. Right. So, right. Yes, yeah. You're right. I don't totally know. Right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it goes with expectations, and that might actually yeah to like the, the audience too. Yeah. Current. I mean, not. Well, I was just gonna say not many like. 
hardcore gamers, I, I guess you could play Clash of Clans and play those other things, but mm-hmm. you're also like, ah, oh, this is just a distraction. I'm doing this. I like this. I just want to pay some money and get this. Like, you, like, like Ryan said, if you buy a sixty dollars game, we're used to being able to play that to its completion and going, okay, cool. And the best versions of this are, um, you know, like the uh, like the Dota models and like even Overwatch. Right? It's like I can play the whole game. Everything's free. I even get some free loot boxes every now and then. Right. But they what the but the loot boxes are there to like they're like almost like it's like you know like a patreon for this podcast or whatever it's like it allows if you like the thing to give them some more money if you want to right so if you want to you don't have to i'm almost starting to think though that the console games and pc games that quote unquote we pay a premium for like 60 dollars, 60 plus um that's i wouldn't even say it's premium anymore i feel like that's now just standard and i think that's what game developers or or publishers are the mentality that's what they're dealing with right well, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a first statement right. because you've got all these like different digital copies or upgrades coming out. And honestly, if you look at, you know, just the progression of the systems and the games being made, it's like, wait, wait. So you're going to have to start delivering 4K right. content and you're expecting like X amount of hours of single right. player, you know, campaign and then multiplayer on top of that. It's like, you know, well okay do you would you rather tack on yeah, like can. hey you can buy the 60 the 80 or the 100 or would you rather mall just be a flat hey it's a hundred dollars a game right. exactly but you get everything well that's you know, the thing so. too it's like well there's two issues with that one is that games when <laughs> i was 12 used to be 60 dollars 50 dollars even though remember those like the NES S- games well, they're 50 bucks remember even in SCNS yeah, they were like 50, well, yeah, yeah, you're like right no you're something. absolutely right but remember yeah. even SCNS like SNES games that were like those RPGs like Secret of Mana mm-hmm. they're like $80 because they like cost more wow Dang, really? I remember yeah, them being like $30 look, Oh, yeah, no. had like extra hardware yeah, though. All those RPG cart. games were more. But that's a little different. But what, I, but what I'm saying, in the cart. but what I'm saying is they they hovered around fifty. But I mean, yeah, Nintendo games are thirty, forty bucks. But games have been fifty, around fifty bucks the last twenty years. And so, <clears> if you go by inflation, those other things, games should be hovering around a hundred now. If you think about it, that's, but they can't but do that because there's expectations. Those are also static games. Back in the day, those games didn't change as much and evolve. As well, much now as they're games. even better, and they're still that low price. So that's my point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe his Abina's yeah. point yeah. too yeah. is like, hey, look how dynamic they are now. It's like you know, yeah, we've gone from like forty to fifty to sixty from like you know the eighties to twenty seventeen, right. and now they're sixty. It's like. Hey, that's not yeah, bad. Exactly, actually. you're getting and, a deal. You know, and even even if, yeah, if we talk about evolution deal. too, even like the mobile space evolved a lot. When you know, from the beginning, mobile games, you know, you were I think a majority, if not almost all of them, were free at the beginning. But now you're getting games that are nine, ten dollars, twelve dollars, fifteen dollars. You know, that you could buy on mobile. So even even that space is changing as far as price point goes. Right. Uh, and and wait, wait. Are, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask, like, are you saying there's like mobile games are starting to charge like yeah, an char- actual baseline? Yeah, charge more dollar amount. Exactly. Higher? Okay. Yeah. Like at the beginning, they were just like so free or ninety nine cents, but now they're like you know five ninety nine, right. you know nine ninety nine, etc. Well, and that's where the developer side of us comes into this too. You're like, well, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I even get EA statement. They're like, yeah, you know, and I even get the idea. Of like, yeah, I don't think the linear story game's dead, but if you're corporate people making decisions. It's hard to judge the the quality of a story and knowing what that's going to sell you, right? Like you're just like, no, but it's a really good story and it's going to get really buzzed. You can't guarantee that. But you can guarantee systems that are in place that do really well and been proven to do really well. And you can do so. That, you know, with that mindset, 
guaranteeing systems are you guaranteeing a certain psychological response but that's where it starts to get ergo icky. No. gambling no, but and that's, you start to get in a really no, gray yeah, area i there. know that's where it gets starts to get icky and yeah. that's where like i have these other two stories and they're very related i didn't realize so we like take two yeah. just announced that they'd make whatever majority of their percentage of their income off of microtransactions and that right now every game of theirs is going to have those so they're the they're the company like that which is taking that stance. And then there's this big hubbub about, you see this Activision patent where they had a DLC patent and they said, we haven't used right. it or anything. And even Destiny people are like, we haven't used it. But basically what this patent is, is for technology, is where if you're in a multiplayer um, and there's like a loot game and they have a bunch of different gear or whatever, it, it'll automatically, they've made a patent for technology that'll automatically matchmake you with people with gear that you don't have, that you could buy. Oh, so you could see it and... Yes, so it's like advertising. Right. It's like, oh, that looks like a cool helmet. I want to get that. Right. And they're like, <laughs> I can get owned by somebody with that assault <laughs> rifle. <laughs> Shit, I better buy that because yeah. they can blow my head off. <laughs> but that's basically. But this wow. But that story came out. These all these stories are coming out, and they're kind it's of kind of neat. They're kind mm-hmm. of unrelated, you know. But they're all coming out yeah. right now in these last couple of months, which is crazy. Right. Oh God! They're they're gonna wrap machine learning around this. And they kind already of the have way to just shove. I'm sure they have. You're right. I'm sure they have. That's analytics. Yeah, but it's so all it's just like, hey, here, just like it's in your email. It's in your like every time you surf a site right. and see an ad on the site. But it's also buy the gun. I mean, it's it's also coming out of during this weird time too. With Silicon Valley is going through the exact same thing now with all these investigations about the election. All these things where they're like, hey, you guys are using these things that are unethical. And you're keeping these users that you know are fake, but you want to keep your user count up. You know what I mean? Like it's the exact same thing. It's happening across any kind of interactive platform that uses like has user engagement and thing. And that's the problem. It's like when it's like a here comes Andrew's tinfoil. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. That's those are literally stories. They're having Congress hearings. About no, it. no, absolutely. I'm just like, but if that's a problem. I mean, I don't. You can't compare because the internet has been around a lot less than the games have been. You know, but games that used to be this pure thing. You make this cool game, you put it out, you sell it. And that's cool. And like, yeah, I get it. You want to make some more money. And I get it. Maybe games should be double the price they are now. Just like theoretically they should. But, you know, consumer, <laughs> you know, the, the expectations aren't that. So maybe you're looking for ways to make more money. But then yeah. it starts to get into weird territory right. because you're like, now you're when those things is not just not just that it's gambling, but just that now money decisions are guiding game design decisions. And that's right. where it gets right. Just from a pure well, it's. Yeah, it's it's all about perceptions too. Because I mean, you got stuff like say uh, Firewatch, where it's like people are bitching about like twenty dollars for four to six hours, and it's like, well, what's your perception of that? Because like I thought, I was like, yeah, that was great. Like there was a nice, yeah. Con- yeah, it was like a movie. It was like a nice, con- you know, it was actually more for if you're looking dollar per hour value, better than a movie because I had a nice, concise story that was interactive. I had fun like experiencing it, and it's like. Well, why are we saying this is bad you know it's like there's or man, on the opposite in the end of the spectrum like you know you kind of the destiny problem too or like diablo had this problem too where people get to the end game they're like i'm pissed <laughs> there's nothing here and i get it and it's like but you played 150 hours right. it's like how much can we expect right. out of it's people? like what do you right. want that- <laughs> at that point it's like i get it and i feel disappointed because i want to play more but i'm like yeah but also a lot of time yeah. I put into this. I don't. <laughs> and you pointed out, or you mentioned, uh, Andrew, you were like, uh, it's almost like game design decisions are being kind of driven by money. And I was like, oh, that's, right. I feel like it's always been the case. It's just, there. I mean, these are, uh, games are products. It's, that's, the, I guess, the bottom right. line. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. For no matter what, I guess, season or what or sphere of, I guess, technology you're in, whether you're on mobile, whether you're on console or PC, you're always going to, all the games that you're playing are actually trying to get into your pocketbook. If not initially with the initial right. sale price, Absolutely, then, yeah. you know, residual income or, or, I guess, sustained income with loot boxes and stuff like that. So. I don't know. That's just what we need. Um, to... I was I was on mute there for like five minutes talking. Nobody was <laughs> listening. <laughs> I was like, crap. That's like twice um, in a row. Didn't you do the same thing I, last episode? I did the same. No, not yeah. last episode. Last episode, my mic uh, broke. Oh, okay. Um, but I was going to say. he's yelling at us. He's like, no! Yeah. <laughs> he breaks his mic, mutes him. Ah! Uh, but I was going to say, like, I mean, we've been talking about this. this at, I think there's only one instance where this doesn't apply, but no. Nothing's actually forcing a player to buy these loot boxes. Yeah. So everybody has this complete oh, well, all these loot boxes. Some games, you don't have, yeah, some, that's why I say problem. some games, but like games that don't give you an in-game uh, advantage, I guess. It's aesthetic, uh, yeah. Yeah, so nothing's there forcing you to buy it. So they're like, oh, well, I want to buy that, but why do I have to pay money for it? Because like, people, somebody worked hard on that. You know, Somebody created that content. They deserve to be paid for it. Right. I think it's kind of one of those problems where like, everybody's a little skis by it in some cases, mm-hmm. but I like, I like it. Overwatch. It's fun. Other things. It's fun. Like, yeah, sure. Okay. And like see, rocket Overwatch, league did one. That's kind of weird. That's as soon fun. as you then, stop, as, sorry, as soon as you stop viewing it as you're entitled to something that somebody else created, right. you, you, you kind of understand it. Well, wait here. Hold on. We, we just juxtapose like rocket league and overwatch with, you know, just yeah, what yeah, I yeah. need for something, which I, you know, I just want to say those games I'm, completely fine with that because they're just offering aesthetics it's like you get every bit yeah, of gameplay you, game play you it, yeah. want yeah yeah you don't have to do Dota anything too. it's just Dota like the same thing yeah yeah and like league of legends it's like hey you can play week to week just you know pay us when you want to do something you like when you want to look cool that is awesome i'm fine with that it's like you know when you get these weird bits where it's like wait a minute so now i'm paying you a little more to get a weapon but, but I, to, to zach's point yeah. are, is any game developer actually forcing you to make that purchase no, no. nobody is explicitly but there is an implicit sort of nudge when you're like okay obi that's that's um a- I paid ten dollars more. I got a gun with twice the fire rate and twice the accuracy and then you of say, you. How are you going to feel playing that game that you actually kind of liked, but you know that you're never going to get game anywhere? Def- well, no, they're not twisting your arm. And imp- also, if there's implicitly, no, but implicitly they are. Well, and if there's no restriction to that, and if Activision uses the stuff like they patented, you're like, well, hold on. I mean, yeah, you can say it's not. Uh, yeah, you're not forcing me, but you're putting you're like throwing all the stops out to make me want that. That, is, that thing, is capitalism. You know? <laughs> that's like that's like well, when you go to your your Instagram page or you're on Facebook and you see these random ads that say, "Hey, buy this Xbox One One X," and you're like, "Oh, I I kind of do want one." Or I maybe searched about it a week ago and now it's telling me to. This is I mean, this is just like catering to our instincts as capitalists. So I don't think that's yeah, or. <laughs> But okay, this is, okay. This is so, this is a, this is a guess, us problem, okay, well, not a them problem. This is they're well, well no, okay. I no, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying there. So, but if you put it behind a loot mm-hmm. box, yeah, there's a difference between DLC and loot boxes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you say I can buy the gun that makes me better awesome. versus yeah. I get a Chance roll of the dice, yeah. yeah. Now there's a big difference there because, because then people are very susceptible to that. Like I said, and that actually. <laughs> right. Praise and certain types of people. Gotcha. So, is this is this a case where from- the the item in question is only available through a loot box? 
or yes. is can be getting gained from a loot box or can be gained through regular sustained gameplay. No, most of these loot boxes games, like they're like, I mean, if it like works like anything, like, oh, it's just a random thing you get. That's how you can't go to a store and buy it. You buy loot boxes and they open up like over. Like I'm not saying Overwatch is a bad example, but just Overwatch, you can't buy any of those skins. You have to. Open but I'm, I'm talking for specifically for games that well that uh, are kind of yeah, kind of po- sort of. Well, Overwatch is a different story because so, we're it, yeah. I feel no, no. I feel like Abina has a point where are you looking at it as exclusivity or yes. acceleration? Because it's like you know, yeah. Is it exclusive if you pay money to get the weapon, or is it just like? You paid more to right. accelerate your rate to get yeah. the weapon, and, but that's and I I completely agree that's a different thing. Well, and yeah, that is capitalism to ex- expedite. Well, it. and I also but, feel like that's a weird thing too because I even hear that side on the mobile side used to, and even if it's a single player thing, it's like, well, what if I have fifty bucks and I just want to pay to get super powerful? What if I'm just some business dude has a bunch of money and I don't have forty hours and I want to pay a ten hour game? You can do that, but then it's like. For the normal people that expect to play 60 bucks and not spend 200 hours playing that game and want to like, you know what I mean? I think it really, to me, it's like boils down to like, I understand that it's capitals. I understand all that stuff. When you make your game title, we talked about these episodes where you like, when you design your game, you want to make something that could be appealing and stuff. I get all that. But it's like when that decision, when there becomes a decision between making something good and making something that'll make money, you know, money, you know, you're like, uh, I don't know. That's. Let's just do that because that'll make more money. It's it's a gray area. Cause I, yeah, I mean, this is we can't judge well, it. It's, it's like it's weird. It's no, just, it's there's no there's no like explicit right or wrong here. It's 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 just a really difficult. It just gets thing. to be icky. Yeah. Well, it, I think I think I think the, yeah. the thing is all every game developer is trying to make it not icky, and they're just trying to make money. Just like we we always. Well, I don't think it's the developers doing. It. I think it's the publishers that are making these. Decisions. Well, if I, if if I. Well, yeah. Them. Well, I guess yeah. Publishing always has, uh, I guess, their ear in your or their mouth in your ear. What is the what's the expression? But they have your ear when they're trying to get, you know, your I guess get your game released and try to make money off of it. They're <laughs> licking your, licking your, your ear. ear. No. <laughs> but, but anyway, no. my point is like, um, dang it, what was my point? You messed me up, Andrew. Ah, fudge. I'm sorry. And. And the thing is, I get it, too. Well, you're beholden to somebody to make well, a certain oh, yeah. amount of income. And I get it, know. too, because that's one of... I'll keep talking okay. about Destiny because it's a good example of this stuff. Because they, the, when that came out, the big deal was that was people were pissed about the shaders in that game. Because before, you could put shaders in your armor, and they're persistent, and you could take them <clears> off and <throat> back on. And now they're consumables. And that's part of the loot boxes you can buy is you get new shaders. But if you use them, they get used up. And everybody was so pissed about that. But you get them. You have like, I have too many shaders. I can't hold on right. to them. So I, I, I really about that now. And I, I was just oh, going to yeah. say real quick that people just don't understand. Like they made a whole game that's like pretty consistent and pretty ethical. And they're like, they got to have that one meeting with Activision go, you know what? We'll give you this thing. It doesn't matter. Who cares about shaders? We'll just give them a bunch of them. But you could also buy right. them. So, How about that? Honestly, that's I don't cool. even know what that shaders thing was. Yeah. But if that's the biggest thing that's people are bitching about like, with Destiny the, 2, it's well, like, oh, no, well, you have to get a, and that's, you have to grind a shader a little And that's my point. There is a business. They have to. I mean, people like like with the Bungie, like Activision giving them millions of dollars to make this game. So they have to give in some of those areas. And, and if it doesn't affect you and you don't care about it, who cares? Right. So, you know, it's just, and I think that's, that, sorry, that, sorry, my yeah, point yeah. is kind of stale now, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, back to the fact that like game developers, game designers are always like, they always understand that this is a product. So 
every game design decision is going to be like catered to making money. And I think the, the, the divide is where it starts to feel icky for the consumer is when um, the game designer isn't able to meet that, that uh, I guess the sweet spot of making money yet fitting it nicely, nice and perfectly in their game design. Just like um, that curve, that curve doesn't feel exactly like uh, what's right? that, uh, that yeah. game that was like touted as a great in that purchase game on unity it was like frogger frogger crossy road and that was like oh, that was like the yeah. staple of like hey, oh, this yeah. is a great yeah. game design fitting in like in-app purchases and you know paying to play type mentality or was it actually whatever but they well they did ads and you oh, got ads, money yeah, they had like a little was. slot machine yeah, just that like, did it but you could just buy new people exactly, just yeah. like finding that sweet spot of like making it not feel icky but still get, encouraging your player base to actually pay money and and that's a good that's a good point too what you're making because that's like even I like that idea is because maybe like you could say that well we have as game designers you have business decisions put right. onto you and you have business requirements put onto you and right. I like that idea of like well maybe it's not just a failure of the publisher you know saying you got to do this and maybe it is just scheduling the last minute and they have to cram something right. in but maybe it's a failure like I said I don't think the Destiny one's obtrusive and I don't think the Crossy Roads would true like maybe it's a problem of game design like we haven't figured out a clever way to like insert it where it doesn't offend people and people feel empowered like they go crossroads like well i could buy people i want to you know maybe i will but exactly they i feel but with uh okay well sorry sorry but yeah i was feeling like uh i think that's that's the the the, the, i guess the point of contention is in spaces like mobile or no i'm sorry but console and pc and Etc. Or in that space, we haven't, or game designers may not have found the perfect sweet spot for making money at this premium of a cost and, and still including it in their game design. Whereas in mobile, they're like, oh, we found this gotcha system that kind of works uh, to a great extent and doesn't make people and players feel icky because mobile devices or mobile phones can't handle all these high high end graphics, so we can't charge too much of a premium, so we can make money that way, and that's right. why it feels less icky. But until there's like a sweet spot for game design on the console and PC level, we'll probably still feel a little icky. But even though that's that's just game developers, game designers, publishers doing their job, making a product. Well, see, yeah, to a degree, I don't. I think the ickiness comes in again when it's like if it's anything that affects gameplay, it starts to feel icky. Like all the like Crossy Rose that never affected gameplay. It was all visual. It was ads. That's fine. It's like you just got different visualizations of your character same with overwatch again same with you know um you know a lot of these other games like pubg has got loot boxes but it's all just visuals right. and so yeah it's all aesthetic crap but when you start getting into stuff like uh the new star wars battlefront it's like no you're actually getting star cards that affect the upgrade abilities of your ships and now you can all of a sudden if you have a certain level gate within you know your character or ship or whatever and apply these cards you're blowing people out of the sky at a noticeably higher damage right. rate than somebody else. right it's like and i think that's where it starts to really feel icky because all those other things you described right. i'm fine with you know and it's like you know i never feel like aesthetics ever are a problem it's you know even mario odyssey it's like you know you actually lose coins when you die but your coins go to you know sort of aesthetics so it's like you know well that's maybe not the best example but it's like you still have an in-game currency that just goes toward aesthetics i mean the only thing you lose when you die are the aesthetics right. you know so it's i don't know it's almost sort of a like boiled down version maybe not be the best analogy, fair points but anyway my point being 
when you start actually having better statistics or better gameplay advantages, I think we're that icky fact. Well, and it goes to just what type of game it is. Because a lot of times those mobile games are like, it's not a lot of skill. It's not a lot of whatever. It's just like, I'm tapping this thing. I'm doing this thing. And it's it's just really just an idle kind of thing. And and sometimes they, you know, they put those crazy like $100 loot box for these whales. Right. They call them, you know, these people that's like, screw yeah. it, I'll buy that. Well, and, I, and I'm always like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to hear that. I'm like, good for them. You know, maybe people will pay that or whatever. But then you get to a problem when it is a pure, like, a pure experience like Overwatch or like what Quake back in the day, all those things. If somebody was, if somebody could pay 300 bucks and be superior to people in a game that's supposed to be about skill, that's a problem. Because then you're like, wait a second. I don't hold know. On. Like, I don't I have know. 300 bucks. I didn't say I could pay 300 bucks for this Mobile game. does the same thing. Like, I keep thinking of like... Uh- no, I'm saying oh, mobile okay. is fine. I just said mobile is fine because a lot of times mobile games aren't but about like, skill. Like, Come on. Cl- Clash, ro- Clash Royale, well, it's like you well, have to have strategy. Ro- yeah. Well, but Clash Royale gets a lot of shit for that too, though. A lot of people have like, I'm a giant, all those people complain well, about it. And shit for it, like though. gating people right. for pay to win because there is skill right. involved in that game, but they, they've set it up in such a way to, where you hit barriers that you have to start paying, which again, it's a free game. So yeah, you can kind of be like all right well they're trying to motivate people to buy cards or buy right into loot boxes or something and that's speed over uh, you, over like uh, what's that what's the word you said you said um and acceleration over advantage etc yeah, or something but anyway that, that's and, that and case and, and I, I still think the clash royale player can still and they and they definitely can still play their way into getting those cards eventually it just takes much longer yeah, and you're totally right though, being you know, like it is it is pure capitalism and it's it's the market with the market like kind of allows it, then it happens. But we can still bitch right. about it as <laughs> being game developers. As podcasts, it's like if like I want to go but it's but it's like if I want to go see the new Star Wars in a month and it's like, Well, we're gonna show you the first three minutes and you gotta pay another twenty bucks. And it's like, fuck, right. I might do it. Exactly. <laughs> because it's like I wanna see Star Wars, but most people be like and I would after like that totally mm-hmm. sucked. Like, like people are complaining about paying for Star Trek online and stuff. It's like, I didn't think it was a big deal, but some people just thought that was the most offensive thing. It's like, so it's like, it, it just is like what it is. And like, if the market allows it, that, you know, people right. will do it, you know. But it just, it, it takes away, I guess, maybe as game developers, it's, and maybe, and I, and I know a lot of gamers care about this, but it takes away from the purity of some of those experiences. Because some games don't matter, you know, if you're just collecting loot and doing stuff, who cares? But if it's a multiplayer game or skill game or, even a single player game. If I buy a single player game, I want to finish it and not have to do anything else. Maybe if I want to, if I, if you want to allow me to give you some extra stuff, cool. But beyond yeah. that, I don't know. I think I think we're we're still living in the ideal history of what games were <laughs> of this. Don't pay to win. Well, I actually didn't. Why well, didn't put this story in here? I was going to say it was related to that, and I just wrote loot boxes mm-hmm. in here. But actually, the NPDs came out, you know, this month or okay. for the last month. And it, the, the headline was, loot box controversy actually doesn't affect sales at all. All these games that had all that, they sold the same amount they were projected to, or even better. <laughs> He's like, well, this is what happens. I mean, we, we'll keep buying this. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. But what was that metric? They sold the same amount of copies of the game they were expected to? Well, I mean, what I'm saying is there wasn't a, like, they had, like, these things, this controversy, Shadow of War and all these other things. And they sold mm-hmm. to their projections right. or whatever. Okay, so the game sold to their projections. Right. But what was the revenue well, outside I don't know. of well, that? Because true. once you sell the game, now you're in the environment to actually pay into the loot. Well, box. true, but they're just saying just the initial stage of that. Well, they never published those numbers. 
Yeah, like loot box systems don't sell games. I actually, well, but no, but the word, of, but the whole problem is, is word of mouth is really damaging, and it made me like well, I'll just wait for Shadow War. Like, kind of made me play oh. that game. So they're saying it didn't affect people's aversion right. to playing it or not. People are still buying it. Ah, yeah. so it's like oh, that supposedly negative connotation right, really right. didn't pan out that way. <laughs> so, so, yeah. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> this could have been the whole microtransaction episode. This is pretty good. Yeah. Um, n- let's talk about some pretty good news. This fun stuff. Xbox One came out. Xbox you guys have one, one X- right? Please. Don't yeah, you little old school, right, man. Bitch. I got, sorry, the extra X is $500 extra. Sorry, I didn't realize. <laughs> so you guys both have one right now, right? Yeah, and uh, I just got one. How are you liking it? Like it. I fired it up and I was like, this reminds me of my Xbox One. <laughs> it's the um, same. You have an HD TV. You said what? An HDR. Or sorry, uh, 4K? H- yeah, yeah, I do 4K have a 4K TV, TV so yeah. I have to up to my 4K with, TV and then with HDR? Yeah. Have you have you it comes well, with, yeah, with HDR and go ahead. Sorry. All right. Well, basically, okay. Have you loaded anything that takes advantage of no, I, the I, one I inst- Xbox One X? That's what, it, that's what it is. I like installed it yesterday, or I hooked it up yesterday night, and then I was like, "What can I do?" So I went to Netflix. I was like, "We played Smite." What for? <laughs> 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 Tetris. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I, I, Ooh, look at the blocks. Yeah. I mean, the, the loading screen looks sexy as shit. It looks like really crisp. But outside of that, I haven't found anything to really push the envelope with graphics i guess i don't know if destiny 2 has is it 4k ready it's 4k yeah okay well no 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 no, no. hold on there's like so some of these games that i don't know for destiny or not but um some of them it's like do they actually have genuine 4k content versus just they're taking advantage of the xbox one x's upscaling and some other features like and i think that's probably the case because i think gears of war 4 everything actually had Yes, because that's like a hundred gig download, right. I think, and that will actually have 4K textures and high res models. The I think right down I, I, like 170 gigs. That game that came out. Yeah, so it's like those games <laughs> right. are actually saying here are high resolution assets. Whereas, I mean, you know, there's there's some other things like I saw Titanfall two actually so like here's a version that takes advantage of right. some of these hardware features. So there's this weird sort of gradient of like, is it an Xbox One game? or an enhanced Xbox One X game, or a full 4K, like, Ultra yeah, HD. Yeah, I, I highly doubt Destiny 2 so, has it then, because it was in development, like, no. way before. We well, they have right. 4K textures, because they do it on PC now. So, I don't know if they made an update to the thing, though, to the that version, that build of it. Because I guess it does, on PS4 Pro, does it do 4K? Maybe, I don't know. Um, it. I think it can... I, I just know, know an Xbox, like they said Destiny 2 will so many, never be 60 frames. It'll always be 30 because they don't want to change it, you know, on the console platforms. To, right. That would be a disadvantage for people on just a normal Xbox One. Right. Um, that's pretty... Wait, how... What? Well, just the frame rate would be a disadvantage? I yeah, guess. they're saying it. Well, it is if you play PC now, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It actually is well, much like it's fun. It's like it's a different game at 60 frames a second. And if you... Like you're playing a it's, multiplayer, Jesus. but if you're playing a multiplayer with somebody with 30 frames and you played 60 frames, that's a big disadvantage. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Saying. But I mean, like, you, well, well, this is another conversation too, but you keep talking about the game's so different at 60 frames. It's like, no, I've already played like 80 plus hours of it on 30 frames a second. I've got like, you know, 
300 light level plus characters on three different classes. It's like, I don't really care what's on right. the well, I, but, but, but that's what I'm talking it's, about. It's talking about the reason why they don't have it on Xbox One X. That's what I'm saying. They don't, they don't want to compare yeah. it because they say it would be, and maybe they can't run it fully at 60 frames, totally at 4K. You know what I mean? That's probably also the case as well. They can't. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that's that'd be pretty awesome. But yeah, I don't. That's, outside of the uh, ability of them. cool yeah i'd like to check that out though i think it'd be cool the real thing i'm looking forward to the xbox one x test is when battlegrounds comes out on that because that'll be the thing that requires probably the one x you guys made me decent. very not excited about battlegrounds though yeah it, i i'm not excited about that either. yeah I mean, i'm excited about care. what's gonna call it uh what's that not anchor the one we were just talking about not titan anthem anthem yeah i'll get yeah. that for sure well that's still like a year and a half away or two years away you never know that that's true yeah well i want a high-res cool experience and a single player or co-op experience like i don't i don't really care if my my you know multiplayer death matches 60 frames sure. a second. maybe the next uncharted or something now yeah. oh well that's ps Ooh. never mind no that yeah it's not gonna happen on xbox sorry but... anyway what's the next anyway moving story? on <laughs> um Xbox and Microsoft, they actually announced... I always thought this... I never thought this next generation would come out. I was maybe a little ahead of my time. I was always thinking that maybe the next thing... Because I was like, well, the future of this is just that it's all streaming down from some server somewhere. Like I always thought that the future of consoles is that you would just have a box and they have servers places that are running the game way better than you could, right? For a few... And that the I guess the and then your well broadband has to be at a certain point, right? You know, I mean, if I can yes. stream Stranger Things at 4K on my TV, you would think that you could right, stream. Right, but that's never consistent. Right. This I seems know. like a bad idea well, over and over well, and over. Everybody's like, "No, we got it this time. No, your internet's going to be fine. We're going to stream it at this resolution and get your feedback and input systems." It never fucking works. Well, yes, it doesn't work now. That's the point. It's like we're still haven't gotten that place because poorly our infrastructure in this country is not great. Getting to that point where we don't have all have hundred, you know, thousand gig gigabyte down connections, whatever. What I'm saying is that at some point that would be the case though. You know what I mean? Like at some point, like right. at some I remember in two thousand whatever when YouTube started, you could barely run a two forty P video. Yeah, that's true. Now I'm watching four K Netflix in my house. So at some point it's going to fix itself, and right. they and Microsoft they kind of just offhandedly said this in our view. Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, he's like, "Yeah, in the next three years we're going to launch one of those services." Like yeah, it sounds like they're still going to well be garbage. On, they're well on their way though, as far as like infrastructure of like you know being able to I guess deliver games. Um, like even like that back even when they announced like you can backwards compatibility compatibility with Xbox. Oh, the Xbox original that came original out too. Games. Yeah. Yeah, so just all that stuff is like it seems like they're they've already set the I guess the pace at least for Microsoft ops, uh, Xbox uh, cons or Xbox so games. I think that, I guess. Yeah, I think they're doing cool. Yeah, things. I like but, Phil Spencer. I think he's doing some cool things. They're kind of experimenting. No, that that's a great idea, but I still think the streaming service stuff is just crap it's well, like but they've been but like they're not, they're not for for years they've been touting this like we've got on live and all these other services that have really tried this and it's like you know you're you're, you're you know you talk about like oh yeah we're like we want 60 frames a second in these high responsive games and then you put it on a like a, a distant server somewhere like you know right. a thousand miles away and it's supposed to render it at 4k and send it back to you right yeah maybe 10 years down the road i Maybe, I don't think but it's like, years, though. I don't think unless it's going to be like hooked up to every 
I don't know how they're gonna. I mean, ten years ago, yeah, ten years ago, we weren't even doing barely HD on Netflix, and now we're doing whatever. So fair. I think you'll. I get mean, there. fair point. Infrastructure. And I don't even have a. There. I don't even have a. I only have like a. We might all be dead, but we'll eventually though, get there. You know. So I mean, that's ten times <laughs> right. less than what is available now for me for less than a hundred dollars sure. a month. So right. We'll get there. And they're just doing Google that Fiber. as a thing. Also, just related to the Xbox One, real quick. Have you guys seen how? kind of cool it doesn't make them any money which i think is kind of i don't know why they're doing it but have you seen how they're like enhancing some old games but also 360 games like for halo 3 they the, i guess a the guy there they named the algorithm after him whoever figured this out they figured out this way to enhance these older games and like up the textures and like you can play halo 3 if you still have it ryan on your xbox one x and it looks considerably better They've crisped up the stuff and they've made the like the resolution better, all these things. But it's like a weird process. They didn't go into the game and make a new build. They did this like it's a weird rendering algorithm, which it's is actually a hard way. Yeah, like, it's really yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. They're just that's interesting. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. They're doing some neat stuff. And I, I don't think they're saying they're gonna switch over to that completely. They're just saying, we'll try it. I mean, PlayStation literally has one of those right now. It's called PlayStation Now. And it kind of sucks too. You're right. But I think they're just saying they're going to get into it. And I think that is well, the future. Okay. It's just like saying, right. yeah, yeah, driverless cars are not there right now completely. But that is the future. Okay. So. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's my example. Ryan's all, right. all salty tonight. I don't you Ryan took my spot tonight. Yeah. I am. I'm not ready to He's all calm. And now Ryan's the one's all. You pissed him off. Well, no. See, like. I, I like the Xbox One X for its like like at home capabilities. Um, but here's the thing: is like even my Xbox One, like the streaming of it, it still has issues. Like, and this is within my giga like gigabit network in my oh, fucking apartment. But yeah, see, yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's like, oh, you fancy, and it's like, oh, here's 2017, <laughs> and they're saying three years from now, anybody will be able to do this anywhere? It's like, no, I'm, I'm you know paying at&t for like gigabit ethernet and you know it's like even within my apartment and transmitting that around it's like it still fails to up maybe they're just talking about themselves like our infrastructure will be able to handle this right (laughs) yeah with all the microsoft campus No, yeah, sorry, I am a little you salty. You are, and only on uh, U.S. West. Yeah. That's the only place. I yeah. apologize. I, I'm being a little... I'm being a little <laughs> no, I like this. Jerk. I think this is like... And another thing! <laughs> and by the way, kids this nowadays, is fun. This videos ex- avocado yeah, toast. This is exciting. I like this. All right, last story. I took a bunch of these. We got to hit right. this one, because this came out right before right. we released the last episode. PUBG, you know, what you talked about. We got shut on for saying, like, we were advertising that game. We love it. I haven't touched it since Destiny came out, and I haven't touched it in a while. But we <laughs> have touched, you know, uh, Epic made, in Fortnite, they made this Battle Royale mode that is basically, like, quote-unquote an homage, quote-unquote a ripoff, whatever it is to uh, PUBG, right? It's like it, they they took their engine and made a version. Of, everybody's heard of this. So it's not, like, new if you're listening to this. They made a version of Battle Royale. It's 100 oh, players. Man. But they did some fun stuff. You and Ryan, you and I have played it, and they did some cute things with yeah. it. And like, you're riding on a bus that's floating, and it's like, it's just fun. It's like, it's cool. It's a different game. It's really not the same thing. Honestly, I think they distilled it down to a fun arcade experience. Yeah, it's precise. It's just yeah. kind of goofy, and you're just messing around. Well, I mean, it's no <laughs> less precise than PUBG. Sure, like sure. But, it, but it's like, it's just, Maybe that's me just, it's just like the NBA jam kind of of like, yeah, sure, whatever, we're doing this. It's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah. Like, just so, you know. 
So anyways, everybody had fun with it. They put it out on consoles for free. And obviously you look at this and they're like, well, they're kind of trying to capitalize a little bit. PUBG uses Unreal, Epic's engine, to, for their game. And and then at the time, then the Blue Hole, now they're PUBG Incorporated. They made they split off and made a new company for that game. Um, they got a little pissed and the, the CEO put out this letter saying they might sue or and all this stuff. They can't really sue for games. That's kind of, they don't have any grounds for that. Not for gameplay, no. But I just no. thought it'd be interesting to talk about. I know Ryan and I have talked about this in person, actually in live person before about this, that next rehearsal dinner we were talking about this but like (laughs) like it is interesting situation because everybody can you know we always said that this battle royale like i'm waiting for call of duty to do it i'm waiting for destiny anybody who's going to do this they're going to make a pub division could do this all these players all these people could make a battle royale with a bunch of people drop them in a situation have the same modes it's a little i think that's fine i think that's fair I, this the only thing is little. I don't think it's wrong. Is but this again gets to the icky territory. This gets sorry. We're gonna call it the icky territory when you go. Yeah. You make your engine, and you you made innovations to the engine, and we worked with you to make those innovations to the engine to have a hundred players in this situation. We took those innovations. Not only did we make a game, put it out on consoles first, and beat you, but we also rolled those innovations back into the engine so other people can now make this game. <laughs> It's a little weird. I, I don't even know if there's a right or wrong. And I'm not saying Epic's wrong for this, but I can understand them getting a little mad at the time about it. Maybe I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's it's well, it's a weird dynamic. Like you said, it's like, hey, we're prov- we're providing you a platform. You know, we're we're the tools maker. You're using our tools. We're helping you out. Um, so can you really be that mad if we like you kind right. of gave us an inspiration for gameplay? You know, it's like, come on, you could have done this without our baseline. Could you have no. coded and written all this crap yourself? You know, no. Right, right. Well, maybe, but it would have taken you a lot longer. You know, it's like, so we're going to say, hey, we might not have thought of that or it would have taken us longer to have thought of that. So we'll just roll that into ours. And yeah, it's and definitely it, a And it's weird because they're using that to promote their Fortnite game, which was lagging a little you know, bit too. What, right? what they, well, what's that saying? It's like... um everyone's Basically, a cookie no, no sorry uh the highest form of flattery is copy oh, right, right. You know, yeah i know it's, it's imitation right imitation, well, it's weird because yeah. they were it's not only that it's like maybe they could have talked to him about it but it's it's just a little weird it's like they did it yeah that's fine but they're also using that and it's the most popular thing to promote their game which was kind of lagging a little bit Fortnite, you know so you're like eh. Yeah. It's just a weird. I don't know. Like I, I don't. They can, They have no legal course for it. There's no like. And they, like you guys posted, GTA is doing it. I think all. The, I think yeah. we're two years away from that happening. You know, how there's a bunch of mobas came out after you know Dota and League took off. We're gonna see. This is an easy thing to copy. I mean, Call of Duty could easily copy this. And I, I would actually, like you said, with Fortnite, it was refreshing to play that. I would much rather play in you know, my PUBG with better controls, like Call of Duty controls or something. You know, that might be nicer. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Well, it gets interesting too because this stuff's a little easier to iterate on nowadays. It's not like somebody's built the whole game from the ground up. It's like, you know, this is kind of a mod on top of existing technology. So that existing well, technology is just took. Yeah. It exactly. was a mod it's on like, a game that it wasn't his license. So it's like, well, yeah, you know, come yeah. on. <laughs> and so, but I mean, that kind of goes into the whole like MOBA thing. It's like, you know, people started jumping on the MOBA bandwagon. That was a mod too. I feel like that was. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and that that was that was originally a mod, but like if you look at the timelines, like that was even slower than this. Now it's all of a sudden when PUBG came out. I mean, this has been within just the, this past months, year yeah. or X amount of months. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you say GTA is doing it, Epic's doing it. After the original people did it, there's going to be like other people tacking on to this, and it's like that's all within the past say eight months. Right. And you know, before even with MOBAs, you know, some of the iteration copying you know, however you want to call it, you know, it, it took maybe a year or two. Now it's like, it seems like that sort of like, um, homage, if you want to call it that is, you know, the time to homage is going down a lot. Yeah. It's becoming very fast. So anyways, those are our stories. That's a good rapid fire round of, we had a lot of heated I discussion. Like I like that. That was good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, we'll take a break. Much more. We'll be back. Take a All right, before we go, Obina, you want to talk about the Facebook group? Heck yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, def- I actually mentioned it in the, on the onset of our podcast, but the Facebook group is amazing. It's called the Debug Lounge. Uh, you can join it by just going to Facebook, searching for the Debug Lounge, and requesting an invite, and we will add you in ASAP, usually within, I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour two hours a week if we're lazy but yes just join us it's actually a lot of good conversation uh i think most recent conversations have been our lack of episodes That's only a couple but, posts i don't over yeah. it i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway yeah so a lot of good conversation in general stuff. from everybody else on the lounge right, right, right. Yeah, um, so if you want if you want to post your stuff like you know say hey check this out what is it what do you think of how this art style is going or maybe this gameplay idea right. a lot of people were there to give you yeah feedback. there's a, yeah every time someone posts about their game i think they get at least three or four comments you know about their gameplay even like wait, hey, someone recently was like hey couldn't you just download my game from the android app store and tell me what you think and people do it we do it yeah. we check it out so definitely yeah. do it come in don't be scared to post like don't join and then wait three years just to say hey just say hey introduce yourself and hi, hi. Hi. do that and also it. In the meantime, if you want to support the show, if you don't mind the month-to-month schedule sometimes, um, you can go to patreon.com slash the debug log. We're on there. You get, We have a couple different tiers. We have one for you know early episodes. We have one for our monthly hangout, which we're about a week late for. We're trying to get that in before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving here in the U.S. I apologize. But um, we've had fun with those. We've only had a, like one or two people on into those, but we have a few people in there now, so hopefully we can start building that. Oh, yeah. Actually, just got a donation today, I think. Yeah. From Luke Molnar. Yeah, he's a long time fan of the show. Yeah. Long time. But um, first time caller, long time listener. But uh, he, yeah, all those people. So that that was been fun. We've had a couple of those hangouts already over the summer, and they've been great. They've always been awesome. You know, we were kind of trepidatious to get into that because, like, I don't know what's going to happen. But it's been fun. All the people we've had could have had their own podcast. So, anyways, do that. Join us. We'll hopefully do, we'll keep doing those Google Hangouts into through the winter and into the spring. So, so it's patreon.com slash the debug log. All right. It's time to go, guys. It's been good oh. to be back. <laughs> we need it to keep, well, I realize what we need to do is we need to do episodes more often because <laughs> Ryan has this like <laughs> this pressure valve that's building. And if we don't do episodes, <laughs> 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 I gotta talk about this. <laughs> 
<laughs> you keep me off of it for a month. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't realize that we were like calming them down every couple of weeks. So it's yeah. imperative for well, the. Well, it's great. I got to discuss it with people. Like you know. All right. Well, in the meantime, you can catch you on Twitter. I'm at Andrew underscore Curry. That's U R R I E. And I am at O Beans. That's O with an H. Beans with a Z. I'm at Wookie Jumper forty two. And I'm at R E Kilgore. K I L U O R. I almost forgot how to spell your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Aww. like suspense when you're spelling. You're like, what? <laughs> it's suspense. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you next time. Peace. Bye.